Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is H-Town Wheelhouse. This is another quick hit. You can find me on Twitter at H-Town Wheelhouse and on Facebook at Strohs411. You can find me on all major mediums, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm Brett Chancy. I'm your host, and I just want to bring you some interesting topics that we'll be discussing. Miles Straw, how fast can he run? Brent Strom gets thrown out. George Springer swings out of his shoes, and Tim Anderson from the White Sox said what? Thanks for tuning in. This is an h Wheelhouse Quick Hit. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we want to start off with talking about Miles Straw. Miles Straw today went two for three. And I say today. Today is actually February 27th. So on February 26th, they had a split squad um, game. The Astros played the Cardinals. Um, and then their other squad uh, played the Mets. And so when they were in the game against the Cardinals, Miles Straw went two for three, had three RBIs. He hit two home runs. And what's interesting is, um, they had money on the game that betting Miles Straw that he couldn't hit another home run because he hit one the other day. They're like, oh, you can't hit another home run. And he hits not only one over the fence, but he hits a round tripper, basically a little league home run as they call it. And the interesting thing was Julia Morales was interviewing Forrest Whitley right as Miles Straw was up. The center fielder dove for the ball, missed it, and he rounded the bases, and it was unbelievable. And I believe he's rated as the fourth fastest player, and I think he wants to be the first fastest player. You know, Miles Straw reminds me of that kid that wasn't as big as everybody growing up, but everybody loved having him play. Um, I currently am helping coach my son's Little League team, and we have a couple players that are really, really small in stature, but they play with a big heart, and their abilities are almost twice what their actual size is. And so I love that. Um, Miles Straw really can quickly make himself um, go from a player that everybody's saying, oh, he's the next Jake Marisnik. I think he's more than a Jake Marisnik. I think he's better. I think he's got more tools. Where Jake Marisnik was a great outfielder, I think Miles Straw has the ability to become a really, really good hitter. If you look at his swing, it looks like he shortened his swing. He's staying inside the ball, a lot like what Bregman did last year to shorten his swing to get to that get that barrel quicker to the ball. And when you can do that, you can generate more power. So someone joked on Twitter and said, oh, that's a third home run, although one of them was in the park. Someone's going to be testing straw pretty soon because of his power. But anyways, it's really cool to see that um, in this game, um, Brent Strom went to the mound um, when Scrub was on the mound and apparently said something to the umpire. I didn't watch the game. I was at school teaching and apparently he got thrown out. And the funny thing was Brent Strom got thrown out and he exited the field because uh, he couldn't sit in the dugout and he couldn't get into the bullpen. The bullpen gate wouldn't open. And so like this spring training just has... Just some really weird things happening. Um, I've mentioned this. I mentioned this on Locked on Astros. That's one of the things I want to tell you is you can find me at Locked on Astros. We are a Monday through Friday daily Astros podcast. I do this podcast on my own. It's not every day. I may hit one or two a week. but And I appreciate you following and listening. Um, but I really want you to tune into Locked on when I'm on with Eric. Eric Heisman does a phenomenal job. He brought me on 
We're going to be partnering all year. So we'll be covering the games, um, basically covering, basically wrapping up what happened each game. So after the game completes, we'll get on the podcast so that way the next morning on your way to work, you can hear about it. Also, if I get a new quick hit up, hopefully I won't repeat too much what we talk about on that show, but there may be some doubling up of the topics. Um, With that being said, you know, Justin Verlander had the growing concern, so they pushed his start back. We hear Brad Peacock is actually um, getting back to where he's feeling more comfortable. Um, He's definitely out of the starting rotation um, picture for right now. But what I I like um, is yesterday, I I say yesterday, um, Tuesday, um, Nick Hernandez pitched. He's from Missouri City. Um, He's a U of H product. Um, We had Austin Pruitt today, another U of H product. We have Corey Jolks, who's out there um, trying to make a name with the big league club. I don't anticipate him making the roster but he's from Clearbrook High School, and so we've got some local flavor on the team, and that's really, really cool to see. Um, in the midst of all the chaos and turmoil that has occurred in the offseason, um, and since losing um, that elusive World Series in 2019, there's so many storylines that if you just sit down and pay attention, even if you're not an avid Astros fan, I think this is the year that you bring people in. Like, um, I don't mean to sound religious, but we could reach out with the gospel of baseball and disciple people to like and enjoy this game. Hey, I hear y'all have trash can issues. Yeah, why don't you come watch me show you how this game flows. And so um, I just, I really think there is a lot of potential for this to be the best season ever for the Houston Astros. Well, I'm going to stop there. We're going to have a commercial break and then we'll come back and we will talk about what Tim Anderson said about the Houston Astros. So, Stay tuned. More will be after this commercial. That's a really unsmooth transition. Thanks for hanging in there. All right, and we are back. So let's talk about this Tim Anderson fella who plays for the Chicago White Sox. Tim Anderson is a guy that I believe has a ton of talent. The guy is fast. He's got a decent bat. He can steal bases. He's He's got a really good glove. I mean, he's he's got the capability to be an above-average major leaguer. But um, Tim Anderson basically went off on the Astros. Um, and I don't know if this was three or four days ago. I just know that Barstool reported it, and those guys love stirring the pot. They absolutely hate hate the Astros. I think there's one guy on their staff that's an Astros fan, and it's actually quite comical. But Tim Anderson on the Astros, he said, we're coming for everyone the same way, but they have a little icing on their cake. They cheated so many games we played, we got to make it sweet for them. We're trying to knock everyone's head off from the owner down to the trainer. Everybody. It don't matter. If you're a Houston Astro, we're coming. Now, Tim Anderson. This is coming from a guy who learned that talking smack never comes back to reward you. A little story. I think I I don't know if I shared this on a podcast last week. I think I did when Manny was on from 
um, from the nosebleeds or in the nosebleeds. Uh, he has a podcast. And I remember playing intramural football, and I was an amazing intramural quarterback. Just ask anybody. Um, we were playing a team called the Tribe, and they were our rivals. We were in a fraternity at Howard Payne University called Iota Chi Alpha, and they were Zeta Chi, and we hated Zeta Chi. Like, we wanted them to lose every game, but they had these amazing athletes. Well, we were beating them, beating them at halftime. I believe we were beating them like 19 to 17. And the last touchdown I threw, um, I threw this 20-yard touchdown pass. I don't know, maybe it was five. It seemed like 20 yards to me. And I, we scored, and I looked at the sideline, and I said, take that, Zeta Kai. And one of the guys from Zeta Kai said, you're going to pay for that, Chancey. You're going to pay. And I'm like, oh, crap. What do you know? We ended up getting beat 35 to 19. They crushed us. I think I threw like three interceptions. Um, I went from being um, Brett Favre's Super Bowl to Brett Favre Interception Boy. I don't know. Anyways, my first name is Brett, and so that's the only comparison I could think of off the top of my head. But I say this to Tim Anderson. I've been there, done that. No, 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 no. I haven't been a pro. I'm, I'm, I'm not a professional. Um, I didn't even actually play baseball in high school. That's that's a whole other story. But, dude, you you can't just go out. And just, you, you can't just let it all hang out like this in one, in one like, sitting with this Daryl Von Schauen. I guess he's with CST Socks Van is what he's um, on Twitter. Dude, you, you can't just make these outlandish statements. When you make outlandish statements like this, it makes Astros fans think that every time a player gets hit, oh, they got a target on their back. So yeah, they're going to get hit. And dude, I get it. You were competing against them. But you were you were in the last place division team. It wasn't like we kept you guys from the World Series. And yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, we cheated. And I'll never excuse breaking the rules. But for anybody to think that this is some hyperbolic chamber of Astros-only cheaters, they've got another thing coming. And if players think that they're doing good for the game by talking like this, now, I get it this was a locker room conversation, and you're talking with your boys. You're like, man, we're going to go after him, man. When we see him, we're going to go after him. But this level of talk, this kind of crap, this is the kind of crap that you heard about in the NFL when the defensive coordinator was paying linebackers $1,000 to take out quarterbacks. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, that's basically malice. That is That is... That is premeditated. That is, and no, I'm not being a victim here. I'm not, you know, it was like, oh, you're an Astros fan. You're playing the victim role. No, the dude just said, we're trying to knock everybody's head off from the owner down to the trainer. What the hell is that? The owner down to the trainer? Really? Like, Tim, you're that mad? Tim Anderson, you can email me at chanceyedge at gmail.com. Send me an email. I've got some great people you can talk to, counselors that will help you walk through this. Um, denial is actually the first step. Um, and then, actually, I'm sorry, acceptance. I don't know. But anyways, dude, you need to get a life. Like, this is crazy. Why would you say that? Like, I mean, I actually like a lot of what the White Sox are doing. I like what their front office is doing. I think the White Sox, actually, they're my sleeper pick to win their division 
over the Minnesota Twins. And I and a lot of people don't think they're there yet, but man, they've they've got some good talent and they're going to be a fun team to watch. Aloy Jimenez, Dallas Keuchel, Abreu still there. I mean, but why in the world would you put yourself out on a limb like this and say something like this? Because this never ends well. From a former smack talker, um, dude, it pride always comes before the fall. That's all I'm saying. I just, I, I really hope that in the end, we look back on this season and we see that, okay, the Astros learned their lesson. Um, some people took it out on them. But, you know, guys these major leaguers have to lay their head on the pillow. And if they are okay with hurting, maiming, or beaming someone on purpose out of malicious intent, that's going to eat at them. And that's fine. I think it gives the Astros more fuel. I think the Astros are motivated. And what is interesting, um, something that's interesting that I've seen is Alex Bregman. Watch his press conferences. Watch his interviews. Go to Brian McTaggart on Twitter, um, Mark Berman on Twitter, um, Jake Kaplan, all these different guys, Chandler Rome, these guys that are in the locker room. And Bregman is playing this more subdued role. And you're going to see a different Alex Bregman on the field, off the field. And I don't know if he's playing a role to incense the rivals or if he's really like in check right now, or he's in a place that he's never been because he's not like, I don't know, maybe it's like Colin McGregor. Colin McGregor just kicked Cowboy's butt in that UFC fight with his shoulder, basically smashed his face in half. And Colin McGregor said, Colin McGregor now would kick the other Colin McGregor's, you know what, because I'm a better fighter now. I mean, he had to go through it. And I'll tell you right now, the blessings and the curse, H-Town, the blessing is in the curse. These Astros are going to absolutely obliterate this league. And I hope that we break a home run record. I hope that we have multiple award winners. I hope that we get a ton of all-stars to L.A. I hope the Yankees get to full strength. I want the Yankees at full strength, y'all. I don't want the Yankees injured. I want to beat them at full strength. I don't want to win a championship when Jordan's retired. You know what I'm talking about, H-Town. I want to beat the Yankees at their best. I want to beat Garrett Cole at his best. Then I want to go to L.A. and I want to smash the L.A. Dodgers' hopes once again. And you know what? I wouldn't mind if they had home field advantage. And I wouldn't mind if we beat the living crap out of them and we said, hey, look, no trash cans full. Anyways, this has been an H-Town Wheelhouse Quick Hit. I've gone on long enough. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, you can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse Podcast on Instagram. As well, tune in to Locked on Astros Monday through Friday, your daily Astros podcast. This is H-Town Wheelhouse. I'm out.